need some motivation on your Chinese business endeavor, may be curious about what the Chinese business environment is all about, or want to laugh out loud listening to war stories on the ground in China, then this is your show, China Business Cast. Welcome, everybody, to episode 30 of China Business Cast. And we are getting deep into 2016. Well, just a little bit into 2016. But we got two dads on the call today, right? So, so we'll <laughs> to put it on the air. Congratulations, even though I've, I've congratulated already, but publicly, <laughs> congratulations. So, thank you. I'm now a dad for eight days. That happened on January 3rd. Just just after, actually, we recorded the the last episode, so I'm, I'm happy to announce that I'm I'm a dad and I'm now sleeping less than most people, I guess. Well, not most of the dads, but most of the other people on Earth, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, the sleep thing is something I can't give you too much advice on, and and uh, for for me, it's going to be double double the double the duty soon. So I'm up next. <laughs> So we'll, we'll that's see great. It. I can do the recording in the middle of the night. That that's great. That's actually more time. Yeah, sure. Just never sleep and just uh, we'll just do podcast until until the, there might be some background noise. But uh, I guess listeners can can, uh, yeah, can live I, our life a little bit. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure that the audio the audio uh, uh, editor can actually filter out baby crying. So we have to check that. Cool. Well, so let's uh, let's reminisce a little bit. Well, actually, we're just talking about last show with Bruno. It was one of our best shows ever, right? We we're looking at some of the stats. Oh, yeah. And uh, actually, that was hopefully bef- well after there was a little bit of a mix up on our, our editing. Um, so if, if people listened to it the first day or so, we uh, we had the interviews mixed up. So please make sure if, if you didn't hear Bruno, re- re-listen to that. And uh, and it was really a valuable, amazing interview so but yeah it was like three to four times the amount of downloads than usual so we're we're really excited that people are yeah, liking it was it. really good we looked at the stats and uh i i guess we just came up on itunes much much higher problem with podcasts and we discovered it that it's very hard to trace where downloads are coming from and there isn't really a good solution mike maybe we should build that startup of doing yeah that. <laughs> true i mean i was even looking at app annie and others uh there wasn't a way i could figure out to add podcasts because in a way i mean you're the app guy more more than me but you know there wasn't really a way that i could see because it's a similar kind of idea there's a download it's like a file it's on a market but but yeah, maybe maybe uh, maybe that's some new venture we can do, <laughs> or some listeners can do. Yeah, listeners, come come with uh, new uh, suggestions of how to do it if you know it, uh, and if not, just build it. We'll pay for that. <laughs> All right. Or maybe it can be related to our show today. Maybe they can do a, a, a come over to China and uh, maybe do some interns. You had some experience with before we get into the topic today. You know, is can you give us some of your Reminiscing. Oh yeah, today's topic is about coming and studying in in China, but as a way of starting out and getting to know the environment, getting to know the people, build your network. And I had a similar experience. I didn't come to study in China, but I was working for a very small company who helped others coming for internship programs, coming to study Chinese or volunteering in China. So these guys came usually from one month to 
six months, sometimes even a year. And they gain their experience, their work experience in China. They learned of what's going on and kind of, you know, immersing themselves as much as they could. And that helped them start out. And actually many, many companies like that now in, in China, there used to be, even then there were many of those. And I think that today there are even more because that's becoming more and more popular, obviously. Yeah, so that's that's my experience. Sure, sure. My mine was a little bit different. I I was doing some e-commerce in in the US and I was tired of ordering something off Alibaba and and getting, you know, ordered the orange and get yellow or something. So I I was down here in factory factory land, but uh but we both ended up here together in this podcast and maybe we'll look we'll it into this week's show. Yeah, sure. We'll jump into this. This week we've got uh, Richard Coward. Um he came to study at Peking University and had a few different jobs after graduation. Uh, I just told you that this is how many people actually start and but actually, after graduation, um, it made him think of his business. And he inspired a number of his friends to come and study in China in 2010. And that started his business called China Admissions. So he signed the first contract with China University of Political Science and Law. Um, and then he set up the company. And now he has more partnership with, partnerships sorry, with more universities and bringing in more students, students for different programs. So uh, let's get on with the show. All right, let's go. Free download Nihao app to make your life in China much easier with all the services you need in English. Find out at appnihao.com, A-P-P-N-I-H-A-O.com, from expats to expats. So hello, everybody. Uh, today we have Richard Coward from uh, China Admissions. He's uh, at the education field in China. Uh, he's, uh, I don't know if I should say young startup. It's like five years now, right? Right, Richard? Yeah. Yeah. Started in 2010. Okay. And obviously we got Mike co-hosting with me as always. So hi, Mike. How are you doing? Hey, Shlomo. Doing great. It's a great day. Mike with uh, Hong Kong Shenzhen split here. So he's in Shenzhen today. Yeah. We're uh, live on Periscope. Just so you know, it's periscope.tv slash Startup Noodle. And we always record those. And um, you can join in and ask questions. We have it live right now. So Richard, let's just dive in. Mike, want to start? Sure, sure. So, um, you know, I think let's let's start at the beginning uh, with your story of maybe how you started the China admissions and, and what, what exactly your company does. Yeah, sure. So I, I first came to China in 2007. I was a student at Peking University. I uh, had, a, had a great experience at Peking University. And basically, I just started helping some of my friends to study in China because they started, I, they could see my kind of, I was telling them about my experience, like what an amazing time I was having. And they were also interested in coming to China. So I started helping some of my friends to study at Peking University, BLC, some other universities in China. And then I, I went back after my program at Peking University, I went back to UK, finished my d- degree at university in UK, and I was planning to be a lawyer in London. So I, I was going to some interviews, these law firms, and I just, I really felt like I'd I didn't want to be a lawyer in London. I wanted to be in China from the experience of the interviews. They were asking me about, why do you want to be a lawyer? And then they were asking me about China and they were asking me about some of the th- these entrepreneurial things I've done in China. Um, and generally, so I, I just felt from, those, from that experience, I just really wanted to come back to China. I really wanted to help more people to come to China because I feel like it's a lot more meaningful. Um, and so that's kind of how it started. I just came back, I went back to Beijing. I signed a contract 
interact with. Uh, first university was China University of Political Science and Law, and then it's just been it's just been growing from that. Um, so that was in 2010. These are all uh, foreign students coming to China, right? These are not Chinese yep. students going to college. Yeah, so, so we help uh, international students to come to China mm-hmm. um, at, at all of the universities. So we can we have agreements with like over 40 universities now, um, and we help students to study on English language programs at top universities. Okay, so do you see maybe any change? I mean, you're, you're already doing this for five years. Yep. Do you see any change in the way that students apply these days to the Chinese schools? Is, the, is this is, It's not only about the way that they apply, it's also about the market itself. I mean, more people yep. coming, is it changing because, you know, there are all these crashes in Chinese economy, maybe that influence as well? Yeah, um, I think like, generally in the last year, I think there's been slightly less coming to Beijing. Um, more have been going to like other cities in China. Um, I think Beijing was like down by two percent, and other cities in China have been increasing. There's been a lot more students from Africa has been coming to China, so I think that increased by thirty percent last year. Wow. Um, normally, students from developed countries they they want to study short term programs, and they they come for like one semester. Um, and like normally, students from developing countries want to study for longer programs, but it, it it's definitely changing quite a lot because the perception of Studying in China is is changing. China is now like the number three study destination in the world after US and UK. Um, so it's it's increasing. And actually, in three years or in the next two or three years, there's going to be more foreign students coming to China than there are Chinese students going abroad. So it's it's changing quite a lot. Definitely agree. And the the universities are also investing a lot of money in their in their campuses. They're building a lot more buildings and they're they're developing a lot for international students. So it's because if you think about it, Chinese universities have only opened up quite recently. So they've, they're still developing quite a lot for foreign students. So there's a lot of changes happening at these universities. Mm -hmm. Okay. It seems it's always, at least from my, my understanding, education is always a hot market in in China. It seems like you're still bullish on it for, for the long term. Well, I mean like education is a, it's a very wide, Areas. I think the like for education is very valued in China. Like Chinese Chinese people are very um, obviously it's very important everywhere. It's very important, but I think China has a special um, emphasis on the value of education. So it's it's a it's a very good it's a very interesting place to be working with, and it's 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 a good place to to be. I think, and there's there's a lot of advantages for education. I think. It's slightly different to other industries because you have to have a very long-term picture. It's not like a very quick, like mobile app that you can just suddenly expand to millions of of users. You, when you're investing in education, the effects are very long-term. Mm-hmm. So you need to have a longer-term horizon. I think that kind of goes well with China because I think in China you need to have a longer-term horizon as well. It takes time to create things in China. So. But what kind of opportunities you'll have? I mean, maybe any any fields that you think that there aren't enough companies or things to serve more people or everything is really open now because education is growing and, you know, many people want to come to China. Well, I think education is like very under-invested industry generally because the effects of education are just huge, aren't they? Because you can just, if you, the value of education is so massive you can change like the students that were that are coming to china like from from my experience it completely changed my life coming to china 
and just like meeting Chinese people and getting understanding Chinese culture. And I think a lot of students, they, they come to China and they just have this, it just completely opens their mind to this whole new culture. There's 1.4 billion people who you can communicate with. And there's this whole market that opens up. So it's, yeah, it's a pretty good industry to be working in. Okay. And I think, I think it's under, underinvested in generally because it's long term. What about uh, um, EdTech? This is also a buzzword here. And uh, yeah. um, it's not only about uh, services like uh, you're doing, but more of developing products. Do you see any of those coming up from China? Any interesting things you see in particular? That you know of? Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of small like, startups. Um, there's a lot of like good online education. It's interesting about how you can do like how you can do languages on education uh, on on mobile on how you can learn on education. I think the the internet has just opened this up. It's like it's basically changed how we can how we learn now. So you don't you can just learn everything. You can learn so much on the internet. I'm not sure I can mention like specific mm-hmm. uh, companies, but I think generally it's just amazing if you just think about like wikipedia and there's there's a lot of interesting things going on okay for non-chinese speakers searching for people places and answers in china can be a frustrating exercise nihao was created in response to this and aims to bring all of these conveniences and more to the expat and traveler community in china on nihao users can find information on everything from restaurants to events culture and shopping. Users will also be able to directly connect with local services such as cleaners, language schools and medical centers, all with the ability to pay seamlessly from within the app. In addition, Nihao acts as a central portal for news and social communication, while offering a number of other features such as instant translation, mobile phone top-up, forums, guides, train and movie tickets, and more. Through the English-only app, the Hangzhou-based company aims to provide a platform where every user can meet, interact with, and help others in the community. A platform for expats by expats. A place to meet, find, share, and follow. Free download at appnihao.com. A-P-P-N-I-H-A-O.com. And maybe we'll go back away from technology but you know like traditionally yeah. with Chinese univer- Chinese universities so yeah. even even work with them closely are, are they improving and changing over the years and how do you see the future yeah so I think that they're, they're changing quite a lot um, they're just like invest if you go to their campuses they're investing a lot in building new buildings and they're just becoming a lot more internationalized I think it's something that's quite interesting is they've got a lot of scholarships for foreign students which I think is a really smart investment from them because they're giving foreign students scholarships and then the scholarships are going straight back into the local economy. They're going straight back into the university. So it's quite a smart move to help for China to help China and then it builds links between China and the world. That is, that is definitely true. It's basically giving money back to themselves. But, uh, but are, Yeah, it's really smart. It's, are, are they really... Um let's call it foreign friendly because I've heard of sometimes horror stories of, of universities. So I think there's a way to improve here. Just wonder if this one is changing or not. Yeah. I mean, I think that they're, they're pretty foreign friendly. Uh, it, universities are better than others. You, um, like if you look at uh, Tsinghua, it's very, they've got some really great start. Like lots of universities are very good. I think you just need to understand the culture is slightly different. Mm-hmm. And also the universities are just so, so big and they've got so many students. So they, they don't, for like 
for maybe they don't have the culture of having uh, so much perhaps because they have so many people that sometimes they have less individual attention on students. But I think for international students, it's, they, they're pretty good at that. And I think that they're, they're definitely getting better and better. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. so if, if people, uh, are, we are talking about entrepreneurship and startups here. So yep. what do you think, what would be your advice as somebody who's in China for how long now? Like 2007, you said, uh, yep. what would be the best way in your opinion to start a business? What would be, the right way to go. You just fly in and that's it? Or maybe do something else, some preparations? Yeah, so I think it's like, it's really smart to, um, like there's a lot of people that I know that have started it, studying university. And then if, if you can like study on a, on a Chinese program or a business program yep. at a university, then you can, you can learn about the culture of China and you can get to know get to know the language get to know the people and then you, it, it gives you a bit of time and you can because if you want to do well in China it takes a long time to build these connections mm -hmm. so it's a really smart way to go in and start studying at university so I um, started in 2007 and I've got a few friends who started around the same time and they've I think it definitely helps to study it at university and then you can it gives you a lot of options and you can you can meet a lot of people from the university okay i i don't want to go off topic too much but i liked your blog post about hogwarts in china with the hubei hubei uh college there and yeah, so we can sure. link that up in the in the notes too but uh was that what what's this do you want to give a little bit of a tidbit I, i'm sure people can read the full article but so there was a um yeah university that was it's Hebei Institute of Fine Arts, I think. So they, they're in the news quite a lot recently because they've created a, a building that looks exactly like Harry Potter. <laughs> Hogwarts from Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. And it's... Uh, yeah, that's really awesome. So he was, we actually called them up to ask about it and they're planning to accept foreign students in the future. So this this could be an interesting place to study. Yeah. Be a, be yeah. a Harry Potter. <laughs> it's, it's quite interesting. I, these kind of things just happen in China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they they always build uh, crazy stuff. You know, I mean, I have the experience from Beijing. I don't know Shenzhen that much, but um, I love Beijing architecture and the crazy stuff that they build. Yeah, it's really really interesting. Uh, some people would say it's oh, it's over, so it's too much, too much, too big, or or I don't know, too flashy, kind of. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? By the way, what's the what's the story with the so on, on your website? I see that you got a story of of speaking uh, in front of eight thousand people, giving a, a a speech in Chinese. Um, yeah, yeah. So wondering how was your Chinese at that point? Was it good enough to really do that, or was it, it was, embarrassing? And like, what's <laughs> behind this leading to this? That's an interesting experience. Yeah. So um, so I was like, well, that was when I first came to China. I was in Peking University. And then I I went to Wuhan and I was um I was teaching English in the school for like two months. Um and they asked me to give a talk. I was the only uh in, like there are only about three foreign people in that city of like four million people. So <laughs> they asked it was a pretty interesting experience. So they asked me to give a talk to the whole school of eight thousand people. So I gave this uh talk about some people I met, um, some experiences I had and my, yeah, my Chinese wasn't great, but I, I got by. <laughs> so how did it go? What do you speak about with a broken Chinese to 8,000 people? <laughs> uh, so I, I just, I, I gave kind of a motivational story about 
some this this guy I met who's done really well and worked really hard mm-hmm. in in Beijing and I, I kind of mentioned a little bit about my experience and what it was like teaching there it was, it was really rewarding to it was kind of quite a good um felt really good to have come to start, study in China learn Chinese and then I get I can give gave this talk and it just it was it felt really good to to do that so I think these in China there's there's all these amazing things that you can do that maybe there's they won't happen in other countries. Oh, definitely. But in China, they just it just attracts these these kind of amazing things, which I'm sure you've got ex- similar experiences of just random things like that that can happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Always, uh, a st- uh, always a story here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, I think um, we're going to conclude here. Where people can find you? I mean, email, Twitter, whatever. I mean, how people can get in touch with you? Yeah, sure. Say. Um, you can they, if they want to study in China, they can contact on uh, chinaemissions.com mm-hmm. and yeah, they can contact us through there. And we can basically we just give uh, advice. We can give them like free advice on studying universities, um, and also we have a num- like we can help apply for scholarships as well. Okay, so they can they can have a look on there. People can also uh, ask questions about education uh, in general. I mean, I'm sure people are interested in this. As you said, it is a growing market. Uh, people will listen to yeah. this. Yeah, 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 sure. So they, uh, they can contact me, rich, at chinaemissions.com. Okay. Okay, thanks so much, Rich. Really appreciate you sharing. You're welcome. Thank nice you very much. You. Thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. Cheers. That's it. Have a great day. Cool. Cheers. Nice to talk to you guys. Cheers. 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 Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. Doing business in China is a complex world. You can quickly feel alone and lost in its maze. But don't worry, China Business Cast is here for you. Sign up for our newsletter and regular updates on our website at www.chinabusinesscast.com. Thanks for tuning in.